Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, of what an apostle is, uh, 
what a prophet is, or what is your dimension. And if we are truly uh, apostolic and prophetic, um, uh, that's what we need, that we need to depend on one another. Uh, we'll be able to discern. I can instant, when I'm in the presence of someone, I can tell if a person is apostle or prophet. And um, that's not being judgmental. That has not been critical uh, at all. Um, but that's the gifting. And, and there's, I believe, many, many men and women in the body of Christ that God has graced with that capacity. But we need then to be able to come together and we begin to put some things in place, just like they did in, in the book of Acts. Uh, prior to Cornelius' experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh the Jews, the apostles, all of them believed that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was only for the Jews until uh, Cornelius had that experience. And then Peter came back and gave a report because they was fired up with Peter. I don't know where you're going to go to the Gentiles. So he came back and gave the report. And then by, when Peter's speaking, if anyone have the Holy Spirit, they will be able to be, witness it by the Spirit. See, your head can get you messed up. Because your head tells you, this is not so, it cannot be God, we've never seen it before. And this is the, one of the problems in the body of Christ. Because you have an experience, or you was raised up in a certain denomination, and they did things a certain way, God is bigger than your denomination. God is bigger than what, what we're experiencing now. Five years from now, the, see, the Word of God is what we would call progressive revelation. God is going to most likely be doing something fresh and new that he's not doing today, but he'll be doing it, doing it two years from now, five years from now. We need to understand how to be sensitive to the heavens. That is really the purpose of the apostolic and the prophetic. It's not that somebody, uh, you are so special and uh, you're better than anyone because you're an apostle prophet. It is our ability to be able to know what the heavens is articulating, what the heavens is saying, rather, and we articulate it in the earth realm to bring balance to the body of Christ and to prepare the body to shift and to move when the heavens is shifting and moving. But what happens many times if if uh, uh, we're not legitimate, we gift it, but it's not your nature. Uh, uh, then you're not going to be able to discern the signs of the time and be able to articulate the body of Christ for the body of Christ to make the adjustment and to move in that direction. That's why you really need the cooperation of apostles and prophets together. The Bible said the ch uh, foundation, the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. It, it really is. And But once, just like in the 80s, the prophetic uh, uh, began to become very prevalent uh, then we had everybody becoming uh, uh, prophets and uh, never had a prophet's nature. One thing that fascinates me about uh, uh, many people that uh, uh, call themselves apostles and prophets is uh, uh, they don't even like to communicate with God. They struggle in communicating with God. They don't like praying, and uh, but we're apostles and prophets. How in the world could we ever be able uh, to know what the heavens is articulating when we don't come before him. And I'm not talking about warfare. I'm talking about prayer now. I'm talking about living in a state of prayer, that you're living in a state of constant communion with God. You don't, you don't go before God in a prayer meeting 
uh, prayer time, but you live in the state of prayer. It's, it's really different that you can be praying with your mouth closed. You can be praying while you're in the grocery store without opening your mouth, articulating because there's an internal communion uh, that is taking place with God. You live in that realm with God, constant communication with him. The, the Old Testament prophets lived in that realm. Now, my spiritual father, Dr. Brown, he lives in that realm. I, I don't meet that many people that lives in that state. Uh, I've just met a, um, an apostle uh, uh, out of the, um, uh, what's the area where I went to uh, a couple months ago, um, uh, up in the Boston area, to come to him in a few minutes, uh, Rhode Island. Uh, he lives in that, that, that realm. A lot of the African apostles and prophets live in that in, in that state. We have them here as well, but uh, it is vital. Uh, and I know God is raising up uh, more men and women of God uh, that lives in that place where the uh, what I would call the objective realm. Uh, excuse me, not the objective, but the subjective realm is more real than the objective because they have broken through. They have broken through the limitation of the subjective realm, which is our, uh, I keep saying, mixing it up now, the objective realm, which is our physical realm, the creative realm of God. And so, but God takes us through a process to break that, to break through. Uh, we think it's strange that Jesus makes uh, statements like, if any man going to come after me, first thing I do is deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. We, we take that so lightly because we read it with natural eyes, get a natural comprehension and a natural understanding, but that's how you really break through. You really break through the realm of the Spirit if, uh, by doing that, denying yourself. And see, to deny yourself is to deny your desires, your will, you, yourself in this realm for the realm of God. That doesn't necessarily mean that God don't want you to have things of this realm, but that's the only way you really would dominate this realm. That's the only way you will be able uh, uh, not to allow this realm to manipulate you and control you and have influence over you. Because once you have a taste of uh, the subjective realm, trust me, your passion desires for this realm begin to wane. It really does. That doesn't mean you don't like nice things. It's impossible for you not to like nice things because God created it. And so, therefore, he, he don't want things to have you, but you are able to dominate and control it. It's very important. So if you ever can break that realm, uh, let me share something with you. You understand a lot of things, and a lot of things that you have judged and you criticized, great conviction will come upon you because you'll know the reality of it now. And you and, and you'll walk in a state of humility. You'll go back to those people that you judge and you criticize because things you did not understand. And you say, I want to apologize to you. I really thought that you was off. I thought you was in error. I thought you was this, blah, blah, blah. Because you was perceiving them and comprehending them and understanding them from this realm. Your intellect is probably your greatest enemy if it's not brought subject to the Holy Spirit. Paul was a very intellectual man, but after his uh, encounter with the Lord on the road of Damascus, that intellect was brought subject to the Holy Spirit. That's how he was able to write the majority of the, uh, 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 the, new, uh, the new covenant uh, uh, epistles because uh, uh, it was now influenced by the Holy Spirit and not influenced uh, by his uh, intellectual astuteness uh, that he uh, 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 set up under his mentor, which is the greatest uh, at that time scholar of uh, the Jewish history during that particular time, uh, Camellia. So um, 
so uh, it's very important uh, that we understand these things, comprehend this thing. And my my concern uh, sometimes it's, it's kind of frustrating to be able to tap into something, experience something, and 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 you're around people uh, that don't understand. To you, it's very simple. It's just like math. If you are a great math uh, student or teacher, it's simple to you. And and you ask why they don't comprehend this. Because it's, it's simple to you, it's not simple to them, because that's your grace. And the same thing, we have to understand that uh, there are certain graces that God has given unto all of us. And all of you all own, uh, that has joined us tonight, you're very gifted and very talented. You are. A lot of you just don't know it or have not been developed or, developed, or haven't, you haven't discovered it. And this is not for showcasing. This is to advance the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen. That's another reason why we need to be processed, because we have, our motive is wrong many times. We want to be used by God because uh, we have a need. We have a really a need for people to praise us and to worship us. You, you're not ready then. You, you're not ready because your motive is wrong. It's only a man that comes to the place that they really have experienced death, that they experience life. You can never experience it. You can never experience the, the the life of Christ. You can have it, but experiencing it until you're willing to die to yourself. And uh, and very few people are willing to put their stuff in the hands of a man and woman of God that God has taken through a process of death for them to take them through that same process of death. Because flesh is going, and ego, these things is going to uh, fight you every step of the way. Every step of the way is going to fight you. And so therefore you got to be you got to understand. You know, you know what the scripture says? Uh uh Hebrews, I'm trying to think of how that scripture go. Um for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. Now what was set before him? The joy that uh, what was the joy? He was willing to go to the cross, despise the shame, because he had a focus, he had a goal. He knew he was going to accomplish something, and so therefore, I'm willing to go through this because what's keeping me is what's set before me. Being glorified, the Father. He said a prayer in John 17: "Father, glorify me, the glory that I had with you before the foundation of the world." And that's what he, what kept him going, knowing that he was going to go to the cross, he was going to die, never experienced death, and had to be raised again. He had to trust the Father. The Father promised him that he was going to be restored back to glory, and even with a greater glory, because now he brings many sons uh, uh, unto the Father. Let's do this right here. Now, if uh, uh, I'm going to, uh, we see we've got quite a few people also on chat. Uh, I want This is going to be my last for those that got on late. Uh, today and tomorrow is going to be my last day uh, doing uh, the Master Key, and uh, but it's been a pleasure. So I want you all to uh, join with me. Those that may have some questions concerning anything, and, uh, and, and understand this: there's no such thing as a stupid question. Uh, what I've discovered uh, in these thirty some years of ministry that uh, uh, many times your question is some is a question that's on somebody's mind. They're just afraid to ask it. Uh, you have joined, been with me for a while, so uh, let's uh, let these two last two days. This will be a time of dialoguing. Those that is uh, with us online, uh, you have to press the number one button on your phone, 
to open it up for any kind of questions uh, that you may uh, have tonight. Uh, let's take advantage of these last two nights of, of, of time and dialogue. And since I, since I don't get a chance to uh, uh, speak with you that much, uh, the majority of times we're we're sharing the word of the Lord, and uh, we don't have questions and answers. And the same thing with those uh, that is in chat. You have to type your uh, uh, your question out, and uh, we'll read it, and then we will uh, answer it. We're not going to uh, type it out back to you. So do we have any questions tonight? Uh, once again, this is your host, Dr. Hugh McKenzie with the Master Key. And um, those of you that's online, just uh, press the number one button. Now, what I'm going to do, if if we don't have any questions, I'm going to shorten the broadcast tonight, and I'm going to get off a little early. If uh, uh, we have no questions uh, uh, from anyone, uh, remember this is this is for you. Uh, we we've uh, come on because we want to be a blessing to you. Uh, uh, those of you that's gathered together, we know we have the majority of people really goes to the archives. We we have. Well, I don't know how many thousands now. Uh, we uh, have between uh, twelve to fourteen thousand uh, people that uh, log in on a monthly uh, 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 basis, and I had no idea that it was that many people. So the majority of people don't even come online. They usually go to the archives and uh, and uh, tap in there, go back over what we've done for today or yesterday. But once again, those of you that have any kind of question, let me see if we got anybody on chat that have any questions. Let me see here. Um, no, we don't have anybody yet on that has typed anything out on chat. Okay. Once again, uh, do we have anybody have any kind of questions concerning anything that we have shared uh, since we've been doing this broadcast, or you may have some things, some questions in your mind about things we have not shared, uh, questions about relationship, questions concerning the apostolic or the prophetic, questions concerning government, church, uh, questions concerning protocol, uh, questions concerning children. Because we have the the, the greatest uh, teacher uh, with us tonight, which is the Holy Spirit. And he knows all the answers to every question, every answer to every question. Uh, don't be bashful and shy. Just touch the uh, the uh, number one button on your uh, phone and uh, and ask me any kind of question. And you need to get to that place. You all need to stop being uh, 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 bashful and shy. Uh, I have an issue with that. And especially when we are born again and we say we are full of the Holy Spirit. And I know um, uh, uh, that uh, you are not walking in, in the full counsel of God. If you are, then you really need to be doing this broadcast yourself because the, everybody's challenged with some kind of situation and they may be having before the Lord. Uh, if, and really, if you don't have anything, then you you, you really don't need to pray uh, from the perspective of a uh, petition prayer, all your prayers will be intercession and warfare. Uh, you'll be standing together. I mean, even with that, you still have to ask God uh, what is as hard as mine, even when you're interceding for somebody. You'll never be able to intercede adequately and properly and efficiently uh, without being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, because all prayers, all intercession, all warfare, for it to be successful, 
it must be uh, um, Holy Spirit induced, Holy Spirit induced, and Holy Spirit led. All prayer, all intercession, all warfare uh, must be that. You may have some, may have some questions on prayer, uh, some questions on intercession, some questions on warfare, uh, some questions on faith. So uh, uh, we are opening it up to you. We are opening it up to you tonight. Uh, those of you uh, uh, that own chat and you may want to uh, call in for a question, you can call in on area code 347-237-5493. This is my last, uh, uh, not my last day, but tomorrow will be my last day. So any question you want to call in, you can do that at this present time. Let me see if we have anybody so far, nobody so far in the chat. Uh, da, da, da. Let's see, got quite a few people in chat tonight. Um, okay, well, I'm going to dialogue just for a few more minutes, and then if we don't have nobody, then we're just going to dismiss you for tonight, and we'll come back on tomorrow, and uh, we will do the same. Uh, we'll uh, chat a little bit, and uh, and go from there. Um, do you all, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has joined us tonight? Uh, let me ask you this question. Um, how is your relationship with him? How is your fellowship with him? How is your communion with him? Um, how is your prayer life? How is your warfare life? How is your intercession life? How is your communication and fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Uh, how is that? How is your marriage? How is your uh, children doing? Uh, how many has been challenged with any of your children? How are you battling? How are you warring for them? Uh, if uh, you don't know how, uh, then uh, uh, we can help you with that because you have to be strategic in your prayer. You have to be strategic in your warfare. I see someone, I see a question mark here. I don't know what that means. Uh, let me see. Well, that's, oh, that's mute. Okay, that's what that means. Okay. So uh, somebody just muted. thought they were asking a question. Uh, forgive uh that's my facts. Uh so forgive me on that. So how how is it? How do you how do you battle? How do you war? Do you understand your responsibility uh as a parent to to uh birth in the divine and perfect will uh for your children? How many know what it is? How many has prayed and asked God, what is the will of God for my children? Uh everything comes from heaven. The will of God is revealed from heaven, ladies and gentlemen. And and your children was not birthed in the earth realm just to be birthed. It was birth. They, uh, 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 God allowed you to become impregnated with your children because God uh, had. Uh, uh, so we got a question in chat. Let me see. Uh, uh, just got notice. We got a question in chat. Let me see. I don't see the question. Okay. Okay. Do I know? Uh, how do I know? I am doing. That's the only thing I see here. That I don't understand that question. How do I know I am doing? <laughs> uh, so uh, um, uh, maybe it's God's will, but uh, I don't know what you're saying here. So you have to redo that, if you will. It may be God's will. That's what you're saying here, but I can't see that. How do I know? I am doing, so I don't know. Is it God's will of what you're trying to say? I don't know. So you have to retype it so it can be legible for me. Okay, let me see. Did it come through this time? Okay. 
Uh, I don't know why this. Uh, I don't know if it's something wrong with you all or here, because it says here, love God. How do I know? I don't know what it is. Let me see. Uh, how do? Okay, I see now. How I am doing something out. How do I know if I'm doing something outside of God's will? That's where the Holy Spirit comes in at. That's where the Holy Spirit comes. Let me see. Can I read it? Uh, it's, it's chopped up here. How do I know I am doing something outside of God's will? Okay, I think that's what they're saying here. Uh, how do a person know when a person is doing something outside of God's will? Well, I'm asking you this question. Are you born again? And if you're born again, what do uh, John chapter 3 says? You only can be born again by the Holy Spirit. And what do that mean by being born again by the Holy Spirit? You have a human spirit. You have a soul and you have a physical body. Your human spirit is what you have to contact God. Your physical body is what you have to contact this earthly realm, the realm that you live in. So your uh, your human spirit, that's when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes and he lives on the inside of your human spirit. When you're outside of the will of God, you will know it on the inside. You will feel miserable. You'll feel oppressed. You'll feel depressed. Uh, uh, you would know it because the Holy Spirit is being grieved. And the Holy Spirit is being grieved. You're going to feel grieved when you're outside of the will of God. When you're in the will of God, you will always uh, be in a state of peace. That doesn't mean you will not be challenged with oppression, depression, the bombardments in your mind. But even with that, there will be a peace on the inside when you're in the will of God. It will be peace in here. So you have to be able to make a distinction between the peace in your in, inside of you and what is happening on the outside of you. That is when you know that you're in the will of God. Or when you're outside the will of God, there will always be warnings. And there will always be checks by the Holy Spirit. He would check you, and you will, you, will, you will feel it on the inside, trust me. You would know it on the inside. It's a disturbance, even before you even make the decision. Majority of people know before they make the decision something is wrong. They may not know something is wrong, uh, know what it is, rather, but they know something. I don't know what it is, but it seems like something is wrong you, you, before you make that decision. And then usually after you make the decision, that's when your eyes is open and say, man, why did I make that mistake? Why did I do that? But the Holy Spirit was trying to warn you. That's how you know it's by the Holy Spirit. That's why you need to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the more you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, uh, the more you will be sensitive in your notable of God, number one. Second thing, and probably the most important thing, I wouldn't say the most important thing, you have to get into the Word of God. Whatever this, when you, whatever decision you're getting ready to make or whatever the situation you're in, can you find that in the Word? It may not be the verbatim, but the principle will be in the Word of God. The principle will be in the Word of God. So, therefore, that's why you get in the Word, and the Holy Spirit, when you're reading the Word, he will give you checks in the Word of the Lord. He will deal with you. When you're reading something, it's just like how the Word of God becomes highlighted, and he's talking to you from that. Don't do this. This is what David did. Don't do this. This is what uh, what Samuel did. Don't do this. Or uh, this is what David did. Do this. Or uh, this is what Moses did. Do this. 
So he, he, he speaks to us through the word of the Lord. But that's why you have to develop a relationship with him. It's an internal check. I pray that that uh, was able to uh, answer your question. Do we have anyone else? Uh, um, if you want to call in, those that's on chat, here we go, 347-237-5493. Uh, you have to click the number one button on your phone if you have any questions. Okay, let me see if we got anybody else in chat. We have quite a few people today uh, in chat here. Let me see. Anyone else with any other questions tonight? You only take advantage of this. This is our last night. Uh, no, excuse me, tomorrow is our last night. Uh, so if you have any questions, once again, press the one button. Those that are in chat, you can go ahead and type out uh, your question. Make sure it's, it's legible. Uh, when I mean legible, it's it got to be legible. You're typing. But uh, uh, help help me to understand uh, uh, what you are going to be typing out, those that's typing in chat. Okay. We got about, uh, let me see how many more minutes. I got about two more minutes. If nobody have any questions, I'm going to uh, be dismissing early tonight. And tomorrow will be our last night. Tomorrow will be our last night. So, therefore, do we have any questions concerning anything uh, uh, concerning Christian Dome, relationship? My wife and I, uh, maybe I have my wife tomorrow. We'll close out together tomorrow. And uh, you all can ask us some questions, uh, those that may have some, uh, uh, on tomorrow. So, once again, press the number one button. I see somebody... uh, it's a question mark, but you must be pressing the wrong thing because the uh, number one button will uh, bring you on. And so, uh, but I see a question mark with the person, Erico 305721. Uh, I don't know if you're trying to get on or what, um, but uh, you must be pressing the wrong thing. I see another person. Let me let me just see here how to, how to do this here. Hold on. Okay, area code three zero five seven one two. You have a question? Yes, this is sister. This is uh, sister Brenda. God bless you, sister Brenda. How can I help you today? Uh, I was calling regarding praying for your adult children. How should you pray for your adult children that are in the home with you? Well, that's that's a broad statement, sister Brenda. And when you say praying for your adult children uh, that is in the home. Uh, I mean, are they saved, not saved? It, it all depends on the scenario. Uh, uh, you can pray a general prayer, Lord bless my children. But then if there's specific things that is contrary to the word of God, then you battle and you war on, on their behalf. I'll give an example. Just say if you have an adult children in the home, and uh, adult children can't be in your home unless you give them, you have consented for them to be in your home, number one. But uh, what if there's an issue uh, 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 in the home? I know it's God's will for my adult child to be in the home. So, therefore, since it's God's will for my adult child to be in the home, but I see my adult child have not totally divinely aligned. So, therefore, uh, uh, just got um, question, um, a message that we have another person check, but after I finish this right here, I will go to the next person in chat. Then I go back. I see another call here, 3059. Eight, four, we will get you after Sister Brenda. So uh, it all depends. We have an obligation, responsibility to battle in the warfare of our children to the day they die. And so, therefore, uh, we understand that all of us is governed, every human being on the face of this earth, understand this here, every human being, 
Christians and non-Christians. We are influenced by one or two spirits, the Holy Spirit or demon spirits. No, there's no neutrality in the earth realm. Even the creation of God was designed to be up under the influence of another realm. Before Satan even came on the scene, it was, it was created to influence Adam obeying God. God had access to the earth. So if the, uh, the adult child is struggling in a certain particular area, then we know it's got to be uh, one of two things, uh, um, the flesh or the money force, if they're saved. If they're not saved, it's all the money forces. And so if it's the flesh and still Satan have access to them through the flesh, we need to sit down with them and share with them and help them to be able to discipline themselves by submitting to the Holy Spirit for them to experience death to that thing so they can experience life, the life of Christ on the inside of them. So if you have standards in your house and you have adult children there, then your standards should be according to the Word of God, and that will give God also access to be able to deal with certain situations. Did I kind of answer that, or there was something specific, Sister Brenda? Uh, yes, you did answer it, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Let me go over here uh, to um, the chat. Let me see. we got another person here. i got a word that we have another person in chat. Let me see here. Okay. It says, uh, when I pray, sometimes I don't. Okay. See, we, we're getting this thing again here that is not um, uh, coming out all the way. I don't, I don't think that's the line that I see. I don't. So uh, when I pray, let me see if there's any kind of button here that can open this up and expand it uh, in a greater way. So or you may have to retype it because you're getting the same thing the other person uh, had. So I, I'm, that's not coming out uh, clear. Uh, when I pray, sometimes... Uh, I don't. Okay. Let me see here. I think I got another one here. Okay. When I pray, sometimes I don't know what to uh what to say, okay? How do I grow in this? Very good question. Very good question. Uh once again, the question is um uh when I pray, sometimes I don't know what to say. How do I grow in this particular area? And when I started praying, nobody really taught me how to pray. Uh, 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 naturally, uh, I pray 100% different than our church I grew up in pray. I just start praying, and the Lord really began to teach me to pray. Matter of fact, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what, what really uh, developed my prayer life, reading the book of Psalms. And, and I wasn't reading it to pray, but I noticed David's relationship with God and how David communicated with God, and how David prayed to God in the book of Psalms. Because I, I used to read the, uh, the Bible throughout the whole year. And, and that used to fascinate me, fascinated me. And the Spirit of God just quickened to me one day uh, uh, to pray along with David. And, 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 but it was, it was really situations that was in my life. It wasn't just praying something. But it was things that was happening that had happened to David was happening to me. But I noticed how David communicated with God about the situation that he was in. And so what I did, I start praying to God like David prayed to God. And I know David was a man that was after God's heart. And so therefore, if, if he prayed 
and he was after God's heart, that he was really praying some prayers that God honored because he would have never allowed it to be written. That's how I saw it. And I began to pray and talk to God just like David from David's words because the word of God is inspired, right? So it had to come from God. So God honored it, and God allowed it to be written. And so, therefore, that's how I really, really learned how to pray biblically. Before there was any prayer books out, didn't know anything about prayer focuses, but that's how I really began to learn how to pray. I would suggest to you to read the book of Psalms, or even the book of Proverbs, but the book of Psalms, and just go through it. And when you just jot down, have a notepad, and jot down certain prayers that's in there. Uh, that David prayed, uh, anybody else prayed, but it fits your situation, and begin to pray it. And what will happen? The Holy Spirit will take that, and he would extend what David said, and He, the Holy Spirit will make it personal in your own life. You start there, and the Holy Spirit will take it on. Trust me. It's one of the most beautiful things. Uh, and you, you're going to sense the presence of God, and you're going, I guarantee you, you're going to break out. In your prayer life. That's exactly what happened to me. Uh, nobody taught me that. It had to be the Holy Spirit that li- li- led me to that. But I've always been a man of, of prayer from the time I got saved. I didn't know how to pray. But I, I always loved God and wanted to communicate with him. I pray that that kind of answer you. And then if you are baptized with the Holy Spirit and you speak in other languages, that the Holy Spirit give you utterance, then just pray in the Spirit. Uh, Romans 8, 26 tells us we don't know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit be intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uh, 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 uttered. So so just pray in the Spirit, and that's something you might want to practice doing anyway, start trusting the Holy Spirit. Try to get to the place that you can pray in the Spirit for an hour. Try to get to the place that you can pray in the Spirit for an hour. And which, uh, which, what's going to happen, excuse me, is your spirit man is going to be expanded. And then your spirit man is going to cause you to be more sensitive. You're going to be more sensitive to the realm of God than this realm. If you begin to learn how to pray in the Spirit for at least one hour a day, if you ever get there, if you can't do an hour at a time, do 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night until you build yourself up. I'll start over 15 minutes. Start of where you can and build yourself up because what that's going to do, once again, it's going to cause you to be connected to the realm that you really are of. I pray I answer your question. All right, we have a, a person online, Erico 305-984 at this time. What is your question? Um, good evening, Dr. McKenzie. I, I want to also say I thank God for the master key. Um, when you and um, Prophet Cassie was doing the uh, marriage, it helped my marriage, you know, and um, God revealed some stuff that I was doing wrong, and, you know, and so I want to thank God for the master key and thank God for your teaching, and I'm just going to miss this show. But anyway, um, I was, I'm wondering uh, what can I do or how can I pray because um, a lot of young men, in my family, they're you know they they end up going to prison, and um, so I got reconnected with one of my little cousins yesterday, and I invited him to church, and he came and everything, and I didn't think he was going to come. He's 16, and um, he wasn't in school, and um, so you know.
went to my mom's house, and, you know, I was, like, breathing my spirit. So I'm like, he don't, you know, his his family is on drugs, you know, and I'm like, what can I do? You know, I've been praying. I, it really grieved my spirit, you know, because um, I thank God for how you um, are discipling men, you know, because there are no real fathers out there. You know, they, they get high, they're doing all kind of stuff. So I'm I'm trying to find out what can I do or, you know, and try to um, help this kid. That's a, a, a excellent question, and I, and I really commend you uh, for your heart and your passion uh, for men. Uh, and only only reason you can have a heart like that for men is because God gave it to you, and you understand uh, that men uh, is the controlling factor of generations. Uh, uh, men is life givers; women is life receivers. But what you can do this is this is the thing. Uh, uh, Sister Melanie, is this here? When you begin to pray, war or battle or intercede. So it's one thing to pray; it's another thing to war and battle and intercede. And you, see, if a lot of this is in your lineage, then I think to myself, is this a generational thing? Is this a generational uh, sin or what we would call iniquity patterns that is in uh, the lineage of my uh, father or my mother's father? Uh, if it is, then when you're doing spiritual warfare, and this is vital that everybody understand this, when you're doing spiritual warfare, you must do spiritual warfare on the ground of truth. Spirits have to, but they will challenge you. You've got to understand spiritual warfare is exactly what it is. It's warfare. Because the enemy will fight you tooth and nail. But he knows you have no right. But he know a lot of Christians that pray don't know that. They only know it in theory. So what happens is because he put up a resistance when it comes to the spiritual warfare, Christians quit because they're waiting to see something in the natural. And that's the, that's, it's impossible to be a prayer warrior. It's impossible to be an intercessor if you're doing warfare and you've got to see something. Everything is won and lost in the realm of the spirit, and your human spirit will let you know. Your human spirit will let you know because that's what connects you to the realm of the spirit. And the Holy Spirit who lives in your human spirit will let you know that the battle is won, even though in the natural nothing has manifest. It is of the utmost importance, everybody that is with us tonight, listening to this, that you understand this right here, because... Jesus made a statement when he rose from the dead, and he, uh, he revealed himself to his disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. And Jesus left, they told Thomas, and Thomas said, I will not believe it until I put my hand in the nail print and my hand in, the, in, the, uh, in his side. Jesus showed up and said, blessed is he who believes and has not yet seen. And then he says uh, that a wicked and perverse generation seek for a sign. We need to see something. The realm of God don't work that way at all. So going to, uh, to the uh, question about your lineage, these young men on drugs, uh, not in school, whatever the case may be. Now, what is truth about this young man? What is truth about his destiny and purpose? 
Number one, we know that he was born in the image and the likeness of God, even though he may not be born again. That's truth. What's the second truth? And, and this is not any kind of order. We know that Jesus really did die and conquer sin, that he's up under the influence of. Jesus conquered sin. When he conquered sin, he dismantled and conquered death. So the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So Satan wants to steal this young man's life, kill this young man, destroy this young man. But really, legally, he don't have a right. But the young man could give him a right because he's ignorant. He don't know. He don't know he's been redeemed. He don't know Jesus really paid a price. He don't know he don't have to be up under the influence of this thing. He don't know that. That's how the enemy operates. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Least the glorious light of the gospel shine. He don't know this. But you and I as Christians, we should know it. So therefore, i got to come, not against this young man, but the forces that's uh, influencing this young man. Now, is it God's will that this young man be saved? Absolutely. It's not God's will that any man should perish. But all men come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's the word of God. So therefore, do Satan know this word? Absolutely. Do Satan know that Jesus died, uh, 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 shed his blood for the remission of the sins of the world? Absolutely, because he was defeated on the cross. Satan know he was defeated. Satan know the principalities and powers was defeated. His whole kingdom was defeated at Calvary's cross. He knows that. But he know the average Christian only know it in theory because he know the average Christian lives by sight and not by sight faith. He know the average Christian will quote the scripture, we walk by faith and not by sight, but don't believe it and don't live it. He knows all of this. So therefore, when a Christian begins to go into warfare on the behalf of somebody, he will put up a, a fight like never before because what he's actually trying to do is out-resist you. The Bible tells us we have to resist him, but he's resisting you to get you to quit and get frustrated. Because what will happen, uh, uh, as you're battling and warring, he will begin to cause things to stir up in the young man's life. And it appears like it's getting worse. But he has absolutely no right over the young man. None. Second thing, uh, uh, I think there's a fourth thing. If this young man is a relative to you, and he don't have to be a relative to you, now, God have legal access to the young man through you because uh, he's still a part of your bloodline. And even if he wasn't, you still have a legal right to intercede for anybody. Go to pray for all mankind, the Bible tells us. So God have a legal right to him through you, through the bloodline. Now, once you understand these fundamentals, now you can begin to go into the realm of spirit to, and begin to break things off for him, because why? What you're breaking off for him, Jesus has already broke it. Satan has put it on him illegally. Satan has really been defeated and conquered. Principalities and powers, they've been stripped of their authority. Jesus rose with all authority, not some. That means Satan has no authority over this young man. Unless the young man, because he have a will, unless he said, I want to serve Satan. It's, it's, uh, God can't do anything with that, but you still can intercede because you know that's a spirit that's manipulating him. Now, once you understand that, you go into the realm of the spirit, and you maybe have to do some fasting and praying on the side. 
But you make a commitment that I'm not going to stop until this man is set free. If anybody with us tonight knows the ministry of Marilyn Hickey, Marilyn Hickey had an assignment, I heard it years and years and years ago, had an assignment from God to begin to intercede for Charles Cap's daughter. She wasn't saved. She was wild. She was like a hippie, she said. And but God said, I, want, I, I give you an assignment to pray for this young lady. She prayed for the young lady every day. And so one day, I think a year later, she was at some, somewhere and saw the young lady. And the young lady had got saved, and she, she had enrolled in Bible school. In Bible school. But she stood, didn't see the young lady, and, and uh, didn't know the young lady personally, but she knew her father, and began to intercede. And when she, as she interceded, it released the Spirit of God to begin to deal with her, to bring conviction to her, and brought her to the end of the steps, and she gave her life to the Lord. So same thing will happen with your, your, this young man. So therefore, intercession is standing in the gap and building a hedge around the young man, a prayer hedge around him. Then this is how you have to do it. Second Corinthians 4, 4, the God is who is blind to the mind of them that believe not. You begin to battle and war and break the spirit of blindness and deception and self-deception and ignorance off of him. Let it know, I forbid your operation. Now, note what the scripture says in, in Matthew 18, Amplified Version, which is close to the Greek. Whatever you bind on earth must be what is already bound in heaven. Then I'm asking you a question. Is, is, is uh, 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 addiction to drugs, alcohol, anything, is it bound in heaven? Absolutely, because there's none there. It's none there. So, therefore, all this stuff that's coming through your lineage, is it in heaven? Absolutely not. It's bound there. So he said that if it's bound here, you've got to bind it here on earth. You on earth, you bind whatever's bound in heaven. You loose on earth whatever's been loosed in heaven. You have to do that a year. You have to do it a month. You may do it a week. You never know God. You may do it tonight, and God breaks that thing tonight. You, you never know, but you have a responsibility if you, you believe God's giving you an assignment that you begin to take authority of that thing. And whatever the thing is, Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I lift up my cousin before you, if that's your cousin, nephew, niece, and I lift him up before you. And, Father, right now, I come against every work of darkness that's been assigned to this young man. I forbid the function operation of alcohol, nicotine, drugs, all addictions and compulsiveness in the name of Jesus. I break it off of him. I bind it off of him. I forbid it to operate in his life in the name of Jesus. It have no right to him because he's been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I call his spirit, his soul, his heart, his mind. I call his thoughts, imagination, emotion, redeemed by the blood of Jesus and reconciled in harmony and favor with the Most High God. Holy Spirit, fall upon him. Holy Spirit, bring conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment upon him. Satan, you cannot have him. He belonged to the Most High God. And I decree and declare he will not leave the earth run without receiving Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Lord, I ask even tonight for angelic assistance. Uh, Hebrews 1.14. Are they not ministering spirits that are sent forth to minister for them that is heirs unto salvation? Just like Satan have uh, demons attacking people, we have angels helping us. 
we need to learn how to release our angels. And Lord, I thank you for the assistance of the angelic host uh, to battle and to war and to aid uh, on the behalf of this young man's salvation, the, his deliverance, even now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, bring the right people across his path. Bring somebody across his path. Prepare his heart and his mind to be open to the gospel of the kingdom in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you have to keep on doing that. And he'll give you other things. And the more you pray for him, he'll begin to open up the young man's life to you. And the Lord God will bring the right people across this young man's path. With an anointing upon them and influence, we'll be able to influence him in the right way like, like God did for me. He used somebody to influence me into the kingdom of God. My heart was right because they prayed that God would save me. And this person wasn't 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 a a Pentecostal charismatic full gospel. Uh, there was a seven at Venice, but God heard their prayer, and God will hear your prayer. But you 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 cannot get discouraged by looking at what you see. You got to look at what God wants the man to be. That will give you courage, and that will give you hope to keep on praying. But what caused people to lose hope is they looking at what is happening. Instead of looking at what the Word of God says about the person, that's how you battle in faith. That's how you war in faith, by knowing what the Word of God says. And you standing on that Word, and you're hoping in that Word, and you're believing that Word. And the reason I use the word hope, because uh, there's no manifestation. Because the Bible says, why do you still hope for something that you see? So if you see it, you don't need to hope anymore, because it's manifest. But you keep on battling, and you keep on warring. You keep on battling, and you keep on warring. In the spirit of the living God, you, there will be a manifestation. And, but you never uh, uh, have to say anything uh, uh, to the young man. You just battle. You just war. And it's God's job to manifest uh, the manifestation. And you never know when it's going to happen. But you keep on doing it and keep on doing it because you have an assignment from God. And once the manifestation takes place, it's going to encourage you. You are going to want to keep on. Say, God, what is my next assignment? Because the joy that you're going to experience by seeing the manifestation of God as a result of your prayers, your intercession, and your warfare. Did I kind of answer your question? Yes, thank you very much. Because, Dr. McKenzie, I was looking at, I have seven, it's seven young men, including my son, that's in prison right now. So when I saw um, Richard and I saw him not going to school and, you know, all the stuff out there, you know, it kind of like breathed my spirit, but I know what I got to do now. And my grandson also, his his uh, mama just got him in school, you know, so now I know what I got to do. I got to stick to it. Yeah, you you, you got to stick to it, and you can't give yeah. up and quit. You got to battle in in faith. Trust me, it grieves you. It grieves God even more. It grieves God even more. God just needs somebody to stand in the gap and build the hedge that He destroyed, not the land. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and so He just needs us to do our job. And trust me. When you begin to pray, your prayers are is being heard. Satan attacks people to get them discouraged because they're not seeing anything. And we got to get delivered from the sense realm. 
The sense realm is what destroys your capacity to believe God and trust God. Every born-again believer must get delivered from the sense realm. Every born-again believer must get delivered from the sense realm. That will destroy our capacity to receive anything from God or the fullness of God or what God has, because that's what the devil is going to use. He's going to use what you and I see, hear, smell, taste, and feel to battle with us and cause oppression and depression, and he lies, but the word of God cannot fail. Amen. I pray that kind of help you out. All right. Do we have anyone else? All right. Anyone have any other questions before we... Uh, we did go almost an hour here. We got about uh, five more minutes here. Uh, good questions, very good questions. I know without a doubt uh, that God has uh, 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 their questions uh, helped you out by the answer that God gave them. We have some people online that uh, had the same thing that's in in their spirit uh, tonight. All right. Okay. No one else. Uh, we're going to get ready to close then. But once again, it's been a pleasure. And tomorrow we're going to do the same thing. This will be our last time. And I really appreciate those uh, words of encouragement from Sister Melanie. Uh, we, we're grateful that uh, Kathy and myself has been able to be a blessing uh, to you all during this uh, time that we have uh, done the Master Key. And um, uh, we'll see what the Lord do in the future. Uh, if he set it up where uh, we can uh, be freed up to be able to do this again, and we like to do it on a more professional level, uh, then we would do that. Let me just pray over you. Father, we're so grateful for the opportunity to be able to to come on this Master Key radio broadcast, and we thank you, Lord God, for our radio audience, uh, that you have graciously allowed us to be able to speak into their lives over the uh, last few months. And we pray, Lord God Almighty, for a hedge of protection around them. And we pray that this will be a season of supernatural breakthrough and supernatural breaking out in every area and facet of their lives. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for bringing them into a place that, that, that they have never experienced since that they've been saved, Lord God. Spiritually, Lord God, economically, as well as relational. And, Lord, so many is being challenged with family members. But we pray this right now, that the supernatural will be released, Lord God. Let 2013 be the greatest year that your sons and daughters have ever experienced. In the midst of household salvation, Lord God, we believe that the Spirit of God is going to fall. The Spirit of God is going to fall upon whole house, uh, uh, households, just like it did with Cornelius and other uh, families in the word of the Lord. Let it happen, O oh God, also with the radio audience in Jesus' mighty name. Let there be a move of the Spirit of the living God. Let there be a release of the Holy Ghost. Even, Lord God, as family members lie down in sleep, we pray for divine intervention in their sleep state. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that the Spirit of the living God will introduce Jesus Christ as the Son of God in their dream state. Lord God, we pray that you would do something in their dream that will cause them to awaken them out of this slumber, out of the spirit of darkness. And when they wake up, they will wake up crying out, what must I do to be saved? Or they will run to one of the one of these uh, uh, members that's 
saved in their family and tell them about the dream that they had, and you will give them the adequate interpretation that God was trying to get your attention. Lord God, there's nothing too hard for you. You dealt with a king Abimelech in a dream and said, if you touch this man's wife, you're a dead man. If you can do it with a, 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 a king, oh God, you can do it with humanity. You can do it with the redeemed. You can do it with our family members. You can do it with our parents and our grandparents, our brothers, sisters, nephews, nieces, uncles, and aunts. You can do it, oh God, with a co-worker on our job. You can do it with a neighbor, Lord God. You can do it with a business partner. Lord God, we pray for divine intervention in the hearts and the minds of everyone that's in relationship with us that has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We forbid, Lord God, this night the spirit of blindness, deception, self-deception, and ignorance. We call down the fire of God upon the enemy of their salvation, the enemy, O oh God, of their deliverance. You are the God of salvation. You are the God of deliverance. And by the blood of the cross, we think for dismantling every demonic vice and every demonic force, every demonic manipulation against those that belongs to us, those that's in relationship with us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord God, let this be a year of the supernatural. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in every area and facet of our life. Be glorified in our families and members. Be glorified in household salvation. Be glorified in our lineages. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Lord, I pray your blessings upon this radio audience tonight. Bless them, Lord God. Bless their going out and their coming in. Bless their hand, everything their hands touch. Everywhere they feet tread, oh God, let that ground be holy because of the blood of the Lamb. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we Lord, we thank you, we pray for encouraging your people. Build their faith up, strengthen their faith, Holy Spirit. We pray even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we bless you, we honor you, we magnify you, and we glorify you. Even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, it is done, settled, and sealed by the blood of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, and I look forward to uh, being with you on tomorrow. Uh, since tomorrow's the last uh, night, won't you get your family and friends to come join us? And I write some questions down before you get on the line uh, tomorrow, uh, so I don't have to be asking this. Uh, I would like for it to go to full length. If it don't, but if you have no question, then we will then we will know that this is the Lord's will, and then we will just uh, uh, dismiss ourselves and, and pray God's blessings over you. So uh, let's tomorrow, uh, all of you online, I want you to have some questions. Write them out uh, concerning anything, ladies and gentlemen, because I know if you you, you 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 got to be challenged with something, or if you're not challenged with something, God may be blessed and honor you, but you may want to know how to go to the next phase, the next level. And the Holy Spirit is really the teacher. Uh, he knows every answer, and he has the ability to articulate through me and give you exactly what you need. If I don't know, then there will be somebody else uh, um, that can uh, join us on tomorrow and um, and can have the answer by the Holy Spirit. I have my wife with, with us tomorrow uh, since this will be the, uh, uh, the last uh, uh, day uh, on tomorrow. Love you guys and appreciate you. I pray that you will continue to keep us lifted up in prayer. We do solicit your prayers. Uh, we are praying for you every single day and believing God's best for you. Well, once again, this has been your host, Dr. Jimmy Kins with the Master Key. Have a blessed night. <laughs>